You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have. But without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hi, welcome in. It is the Friday edition. We got a great show lined up for you today. We got uh, all the guys in studio live at ABX. You got Lars uh, back in as well as uh, Matt Coulter, who's been gone, and Tony Curry back on his Friday edition of the Tony Curry Radio Network. I'm Jay Barker. We've got also guest wise coming up, uh, Tim Brando will join us at 1215. So we're just 15 minutes away from that, and he'll be with us for about two segments. Uh, we also got uh, coming up Brian Passick, color analyst. The Crimson Tide is going to join us at 1 o'clock. And also uh, Clint Lamb at 1.30. We'll talk Alabama in their bye week. Hard to believe uh, we're this far into the season. we got basketball starting up this weekend as well, regular season starting on November the 7th for Alabama and men and women's. So a lot to uh, dive into in other sports as well. We've talked about the soccer team as far as their run, winning the SEC title. they got the SEC tournament coming up as well as uh, the Nationals. Hopefully they'll make a big run being ranked at number one in the country. The biggest news out, though, is how the Bucks played last night against the Ravens. And then this morning, Brady and Giselle announced divorce. After 13 years, we'll dive into all that and much more. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham, the bowling of this generation, we call it. With family, friends, or coworkers, you'll love the food, the drinks, the fun. Top Golf of Birmingham, driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, guys, happy Friday. Hope everybody's doing well back at AVX. And uh, start with you, Lars. Um, I guess, uh, man, it's hard to believe it's already Friday. This week has flown by. 
Yeah, it has. And uh, this morning I spent about an hour on the phone with someone in the Tampa organization. Mm. Tell me. Can't tell you. Can't tell you exactly. Really? Yeah. Whispering on radio. Yes. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And um, this, this, this person is, uh, just is a, a, appalled, appalled by what's going on. And and uh, he was telling me about if uh, Bruce Arians was the head coach and Tom Brady asked him to go to Robert Kraft's wedding, Bruce's response would have been first, uh, you mean it's in the spring? And then Tom's like, no, you know, it's uh, it's Friday night in New York. And if, if you go, don't come back. There's no discipline on this team. It's a playground. You see Devin White. Devin White used to be one bad dude. And last night, he was playing like he didn't want to tackle anyone. Mike Evans. Autograph. Referee guy. Yeah. Yes. Mike Evans uh, running wrong routes. Or Tom Brady expecting him to do something and he's not doing it. This team has no discipline. I love Todd Bowles. I've spent a lot of time with Todd Bowles, but Todd Bowles has lost this team. And you know what? It's because they have given Tom Brady preferential treatment. And Bruce, yeah, he did that to a degree, but Tom has absolutely exploited it. And I understand like what's going on in 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 Tom's personal life is horrible. Uh, every single one of us has been through a divorce, and when you are going, when your when your personal life is in turmoil, there's no way around it. It affects your professional life, and uh, and, and and but the, the amazing thing is, the Bucks are still like sniffing first place because yeah. their division is so bad. But um, this is a very dysfunctional team right now. And finally, I think people across the country are starting to realize, you know what? Bruce Arians is a pretty damn good coach. And uh, this would not be happening if Bruce was still the coach. I know that for a fact. I mean, look, I wrote one book with him. I wrote another book about him. And this would not be happening. I know it. I know it to the marrow of my bones. This would not be happening, Matt. Well, my biggest problem is, if, man, is this way Brady's going to go out? So it's just horrible. I mean, it's not going to be remembered for his play on the field. It'll be the divorce and flying Robert Kraft's wedding, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the other thing is, you know, he didn't, it's, it's, not, it's not Brady-like. He, didn't, he, he didn't, isn't acting like he didn't Tom fly, Brady. And Brady didn't fly in the team charter for that game, right? He, he Instead, he, he flew private to Did go. Did he fly with Urban Meyer? <laughs> yeah, right. Let's uh, let, let's just pump the brakes just a little bit here. Okay, Tony. All right. First of all, I didn't realize we celebrated 13th anniversaries. I thought that was kind of like the floor in a building. You just skip that floor. You go from 12 to 14 because it's not good for marriage. Um, this is obviously one of the most famous divorce proceedings and split ups we've ever seen. Not only just in, in, in life and celebrity, but in sports history for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a little bit of a break. Uh, first of all, it's Tom Flippin' Brady. He's won seven Super Bowls. Whatever Tom Brady wants to do, that's fine. Aaron Rodgers came out after the game last weekend when he lost. He said, again, R E L A X, relax. We have an extra game. We play 17 games. We got plenty of time. I think Tom will figure out a way to turn this thing around. I don't know how he's gonna do it. Uh, I know they've brought in some 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 uh, 
motivational speakers to speak. Uh, same guys that LeBron James is trying to bring in uh, to the to the Lakers, who oh, obviously God. won. And I, and I, the th- Lakers are already cooked. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, well, they're, I think the Bucks have got a much better shot at turning their season around than the Lakers do. Bucks need to bring in um, Nick. But you are talking about a team that plays in the same division with Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans. Tampa Bay. I think is going to be sub five hundred and win that division, and then once once Tom goes in the playoffs, all bets so, are off. So here's the interesting question. So I, I'm just I'm just saying we need to pump it back just a little bit. I know he's won five. He's lost five his last six games. He's never lost three games in a row. I know we're setting all these presidents, but it's still Tom. Does Carolina Brady. have a better chance to win the division or get the number one overall draft pick? They have that choice. <laughs> well, once they well, get once, I mean, the, once they get rid of McCaffrey, they were pretty much showing their hand, were they not? <laughs> Um, Jay, you're a huge, you're a huge Brady guy. It's your turn here. Yeah, Dial what, what did in. you see last night, Jay? Yeah, he just looks off and uh, probably letting distractions outside the game that he normally uh, took so seriously. Uh, and I, I don't know, you know, I, I'm sure as Lars brought up, the divorce has definitely played a lot on his mind, and he has had to deal with that. Uh, that's where you got to kind of put that in the box and deal with it when you got to deal with it, and then stay true to being the uh, the team leader as the quarterback. Um, you know, look, he made the same the other day. It's not, you know, I'm not sure about retirement. I mean, maybe it's pushing him to want to work uh, even harder to come back and, and have a, a better season. But again, Tony said pump the brakes. I agree. I, I think it's early in the season. They can still have a big turnaround. They got a lot to turn around, though, because as you brought up, Lars, with Evans and uh, and even Kevin White and those guys, they don't look to be playing up to par. And, um, you know, look, Todd Bowles, it's how many times? I, I can't remember if Todd's been a head coach before or not. I mean, it's maybe his first kind of go around. It's a different, yeah, it's, it's a different spot for him. So it's, uh, you know, one of those things where you, you, he's kind of learning on the job and, you know, he doesn't have the experience that Bruce has had at, at that level and kind of maybe how to lay down the law. Uh, I think, too, and, and I know it's his personality. He's very unemotional. You know, he really doesn't show a lot of emotions, good or bad, uh, on the sideline and sometimes – uh, you need that to kind of kick it into the guys and, and get them motivated, get them going, and get them refocused. Probably the biggest thing, too, is that, you know, poor Brady. I mean, gosh, I mean, you know, he's won so many championships. He's got TB12, uh, all the dietary supplements and clothing lines and everything else uh, that he's got out there that he's making money on. And uh, then you turn around and, you know, hey, we're not going to bring you back this year. Okay, I got a 10-year, uh, I mean, $375 million contract with Fox Sports waiting on me when I leave. Ten years, $375 million contract uh, when he finishes playing. So uh, I, I think he's, even though it's almost, I don't say he's lost his hunger, but uh, going through a lot like this, I'm, I'm sure that he's thinking, hey, what's kind of the easier way out right now? Maybe it's best you know, to hang it up and head into the booth. But I think he's such a competitor. I think he's going to make a good run here at the end. And ask Urban Meyer how much easier it is to go into tele- television after uh, coaching. Uh, it's not. <laughs> you know, yeah. Giselle, Giselle may have said, great, go to the, the television. But I got news for you. They travel as much as NFL yeah. players do. They I will do. say this, and, 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 and all of us have associated ourselves with divorce at some point in our lives, and it sucks. I mean, it just is the worst thing that could possibly happen in your life outside getting cancer. Um, with that being said, him unretiring may have been the straw that broke the camel, but this has been a long time coming. This is the this is this is the dirty coffee spoon. Uh, why wouldn't he put his coffee spoon in the dishwasher? And next thing you know, you're having a divorce because of the dirty spoon. This is something that Tom saw for a long period of time. This is something that Giselle seen for a long period of time. We're pretending that all of a sudden he just found out that she was sleeping with nine other guys last Tuesday, and now he's going to play football. This is not a shock to Tom. 
I was kind of hoping that he compartmentalized what he does because we think, oh my gosh, if Tom can go ahead and just concentrate everything on the National Football League and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're gonna they're gonna light up. And obviously, he's having some issues. I, I I don't. I'm not saying this is all. I think it's a lot of the pieces around him. I think it's ownership. I also think a lot it's, of pieces it's around coaching. Him, yes. I think there's a lot of things at playing here with Tom Brady. But I, but if there's one guy that I want to clean house to start over again with, it's Tom Flippin' Brady. Uh, let's start with Tom and then start filling in the pieces. Let me just down. say that, that uh, yeah. Giselle and Tom had purchased a 1.8-acre property land located on the Upskill Indian Creek Country Club in uh, South Florida, and they were going to have three buildings there. There was going to be a custom-built two-story uh, two main house, a high-tech security a post, million house. a fully-equipped gym. Uh, it's going to be 17,000 square feet. Five bedrooms, eleven baths, including a expansive his and her bathroom suite. It's gonna be a yeah, great seventeen million bed. house. And guess what? They have stopped construction, and so they paid over ten million for it. Oh, sorry, seventeen million for it, and already spent ten million on the construction. And you Whoa. can see pictures on it. <laughs> the builders are saying they Maybe stopped he was because going to mine. The builders to said the they dog. stopped because of the hurricane, not because of the divorce proceedings. Yeah, so much uh, there's a oh, little there bit of. Uh, it could be a good investment. There's a confluence there. Could be building it out and selling it. You know who knows? Uh, coming up here next, we got Tim Brando's going to join us here for a couple segments. We're looking forward to that. I want to throw a little tease at you because we have the college football playoff ranking, the first of the year, coming up next week. Can you name without looking? Can you name the first number one team in the first college football playoff ranking we ever had? Uh, we'll, tell, we'll, we'll tell you, you on back. We'll, we'll tell you on the uh, other side coming up here. Uh, we'll, be back, we'll be back. Tim Brando, Fox Sports, going to join us. Stay with us. Uh, we'll be right back live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, we'll do our parlay pick contest presented by Brian Harden Construction. Lee Sterling, the professional handicapper, breaks down the weekend action. Aaron Torres, Brent Beard, all starting at 2 o'clock right here on The Game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Night below 57. For tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day. Rain will likely begin during the midday or afternoon hours. The high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
thoughts on all the stuff that kind of where college football is. We're talking about Tom Brady, Giselle announcing this morning that uh, their divorce is final after 13 years and some comments on that. Uh, also uh, got Brian passing coming up uh, a little bit later on at one uh, o'clock. And then at one 30, we got Clint lamb from Bama insider on three. We'll talk about uh, the crimson tide and their bye week getting ready for the trip to LSU and Baton Rouge. Tony had a tease going out doing with the CFP and asking about the rankings. Yeah, the first ranking's coming out on November 1st, next Tuesday. Uh, I asked my uh, three partners here not to uh, cheat and look, because I wanted to I see didn't. if you could remember this. I got a guess. Uh, but can you tell me the first number one team we had in our first college football playoff ranking that came out back in 2014? My guess is Clemson. Clemson? I'm going to go USC. USC. Jay, you want to take a stab? Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm thinking about 2014. Um, Dan Mullins, was Dan Mullins at Mississippi State at that time? He was. Yeah, I think it was Mississippi State. I think they were, and I think it was Mississippi State and Ole Miss, both in the top four wow. in 20. Is that right? That was right. Dak Prescott, yeah, of course, yeah. the uh, quarterback at that time, and Dan Mullins Auburn was, the was first in it too. Coach I think to be the first number one team. Mm-hmm. You totally, Wasn't Ole Miss second Jay, you totally at that looked, time? You totally looked that up. <laughs> I did. I totally looked it up. <laughs> well, Jay hadn't burned his, Jay hadn't burned his brain cells. Uh, that, hey, at least, at least I'm probably honest. No, but, but you did a really nice job at, 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 at blowing smoke up her skirts. It was good. Uh, yeah, Mississippi State was the first number one team in the college football player rankings. Yeah. Uh, Who was, do you remember? Did you have the four? Uh, I do not. Um, it, Mississippi actually, State, I have the, Florida the State, listing, yeah. Auburn, and Mrs. Ole Miss. Your top four, the first one was... And none of them made it. I, knew, I thought Ole Miss would be there if Mississippi State wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, so at the end of the final at the final week, week sixteen, it was Alabama at one, Oregon at two, Florida State at three, and Ohio State at four. With that being said, uh, who do you have as your four coming out? And then this is fun too because we have half the season to go, so it can be anybody. It doesn't mean you know whether you're right or wrong. But right now, you're you're not voting your top four teams and what you think it's going to be at the end of the year. You're voting your top four teams right now in the college football playoff ranking. Matt, who do you got in your top four teams? Oh, I would have Ohio State, mm-hmm. Georgia, mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, and Tennessee. There you go. And that's Boom. our top four in our AP top twenty-five ranking. Any difference there? Lars? Um, no, you know, but I, I would take a look at TCU. Uh, Max Dugan, man, he is a good quarterback, and um, he is getting some Heisman hype, uh, and uh, I think it'll be difficult for a Big 12 team to make it in. But, um, yeah, I, I think Ohio State has distanced themselves a little bit from everyone else. Um, really interested in the Kentucky-Tennessee game this weekend. Interested in Georgia, uh, Florida, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Guess you're not supposed to say that anymore. Yeah, you can. Um, around here. And uh, and I, I think Clemson. You know they they were fortunate to win last week, but um, I think uh, I think Clemson is ultimately going to make it into the playoffs. And also uh, Joe Goodman from AL.com, who's a wonderful, wonderful columnist, got a great piece out on Bo Nix. And Bo Nix, after struggling in that first game against Georgia, and Georgia just throttled Oregon, Bo Nix has been among the best quarterbacks in the country. And I think he really is now emerged back into, or into the for the first time in his career, into the, the Heisman consideration, consideration, Heisman talk. Uh, his, his touchdown to interception ratio is something like 16 to 1. Uh, he's completing almost 75% of his passes. You know what? He is really good. 
And 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 Joe Goodman makes the point. Uh, Matt, I'll go to you. Uh, Goodman makes the point that Bo Nix was the first one to realize that Brian ha- Harson was an utter disaster. Oh, wow. Talk about some finger pointing there. Wow. No, I mean, uh, Bo Nix hasn't said that. I'm not going to. Bo Nix hasn't said that. No, he said it. Yeah, Joe Goodman Joe said, said it. Yeah. Um, you know, um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to rain on the Bo Nix parade here, but he wasn't all that good at Auburn. He didn't have an offensive line. He's running for his Still, life. And now, I've now, seen quarterbacks with but, offensive lines but now he's got the same strength. He's, he's got wide receivers well. and an offensive line, and, and he's playing like an All-American. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in competition, too, that he's going against. Well, look, I, I, I've heard that argument, too, but he has the same level of players that he's going to. I mean, it's all, it's all relative. He's also got another year under his belt. Yeah, I mean, let's remember this is not last year's bonus. Mm-hmm. This is this year's. I mean, he's a year older, so that that kind of plays into it too. He's had some time to study. He's reestablished himself. He's adapting very, very well. So yeah, but it's fun to see. I'm sure Auburn fans are scratching their heads right now, going, "Wow, we're an underdog at home against Arkansas this weekend. Where's Bo?" Talking about the talking about the the CFP and uh, looking at some of, back at some of the rankings and stuff. This is an article back from. Let me make sure I got it right. Yeah, November 2021, but it's still pretty interesting. You can add the numbers. Where it should be, but this is by team. T- uh, times ranked in the CFP. Alabama has been ranked in the CFP 42 times. Clemson 42. Ohio State 42. Oklahoma 40. LSU 33. Notre Dame 32. Georgia 30 times, and Utah 30 times. Teams that have been ranked number wow. one in the CFP: Alabama 23 times, Clemson eight times, LSU three times, Mississippi State three times, Ohio State three times, and Georgia two. So Alabama's been ranked more in the CFP, number one, ranked more than all the teams below them down to Georgia, with, again, Clemson at eight, LSU at three, Mississippi State three, Ohio State three, and Georgia two, Alabama sitting at 23. And almost three times as many times as the second-place team. That's pretty amazing. That really is. Um, I, I would put Clemson in my final four right now just because I'm looking yeah, ahead I because I think Michigan's going to get beat against Ohio State, so I don't think they're going to be there. But, you know, that being said, we're supposed to do it today. Four. We are. I'm just okay. saying. But, but, okay. I, but, I, but I, think, I think you can make an argument for Clemson right now, too. A lot of people talk about how Clemson is, is winning these close ball games. You know, there's, there's two teams, including Syracuse and Wake Forest, who just barely lost to Clemson. But I look at Clemson knocking off two teams. That's their only loss. Wake Forest is number 10 in the country. I mean, their schedule's been rough. We don't think of Wake Forest as a tough team to play, but uh, they really are, and Syracuse was in the top ten, too. So. What happens if Wake Forest would play Clemson again? Uh, now, I, I think, think I'd I think take Clem- Wake. I, I see. I go Clemson. Really? I think Clemson's getting better from week to week. I really do. They weren't great last week. Well, and, you know, and, and this all counts. Okay, They had four turnovers. You yeah. know, they, uh, mm-hmm. they didn't play very well and found a way to win. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. it does. And they look good, but again, they were playing a top ten Syracuse squad. I mean, I know you guys are looking at me going Syracuse. Well, I mean, it, it, but still, but really, I mean, <laughs> it, it, is Syracuse team. a top ten team? Where would they finish in the SEC? Let me just ask you that. Uh, we can make that argument all day long. Well, it depends. Are they in the East or the West? <laughs> hey, we got uh, Tim Brando's you up. Let's do one. this. Let's, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come back with Tim and uh, and get him on the other side because I, I don't want to go pushing into this next break, and uh, we'll have a chance to get him the full time and some extra time as well. Tim Brando coming up next from Fox Sports. Stay with us.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel's Cottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Timmy been hitting the golf course as much lately. Has this cooled down a bit? <laughs> I wish I could say yes, Jay, but no. I've been I've been uh, Big Daddy B and uh, Honeydews uh, in Mississippi, getting my daughter and son-in-law moved into a new home, and and I spoke at the Little Rock Touchdown Club on Monday. So I haven't been home since before last week. <laughs> Little Rock <laughs> Touchdown Club, man, they treat you right. Yeah, they they do they do a great job. You're right, uh, David Baz, one of those guys do it. Tremendous job. I had not been speaking for, gosh, 15, 16 years because of my radio show, which you, you guys remember, I'm sure. I thought, you know, uh-huh. I, I'm going to leave town when I'm getting an honorarium staying in my house. So I uh, I just started to start speaking again this year, and that was one of my stops. So, But it's great to be back with you guys. I hope everything's going okay in Alabama. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. I tell yeah. you, getting a beginning of bye week is good. Get Bryce healthy. But uh, let's start there. What have you seen in Alabama the last few weeks, and where would you put them right now as far as your rankings? Well, I've got them uh, at seven right now, and I think that's about where they deserve to be. What I think the, reg- the uh, AP's got them at six, so we're only off by one. I, 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 they lack consistency. They lack discipline. Uh, the Mississippi State game was – uh, look, Mississippi State is not built to handle a team like Alabama. Mike Leach's team rarely are. So I don't think you really learn a lot from uh, whooping them the way you did because um, that's as much a part of the team that Leach has versus what Alabama almost always does defensively as anything else. Look, I'm, I'm going to have to see them play these next two quality opponents. I think both are. You know, I think both uh, Ole Miss and LSU are quality opponents. And Ole Miss is going to be hurting a little bit psychologically after the shellacking they took in the second half. You know, if Alabama takes care of business these next two weeks, my my uh, image of them will change. But um, for now, I you know I can't put them any higher than uh, six or seven, and I've got them at seven. Timmy Brando joins us here on the Jay Barker Radio Network from Fox Sports, getting ready for another full weekend of great college football. Six undefeated still remain. Tim, you're talking about Mississippi State. We're uh, efforting to get Mike Leach on the show uh, this afternoon. Obviously, a really rough last 10 days for the Mississippi State organization. I loved the fact there was a flyover that game, and you had the Alabama football players on one knee outside the Mississippi State tunnel. But it really appeared, I don't know where their brains were uh, after the loss of Sam Westmoreland, but there were some really weird play calls in that particular game, and it looked like Leach said, listen, we're throwing everything out the window. Let's go have fun, and let's just go compete. We're going for it every fourth down and see what happens uh, because it was a really difficult game to watch. Yeah, and that's Mike's approach. I mean, it's either really, really good or it's really, really bad. And my, 
the the uh, they call him a mad scientist for a reason, and you know the the pirate is just that he's um, uh, he he will defy logic always because that's just a part of who he is. For years, you would never run the ball. He's he's finally running the ball now. His short passes, he would tell you, you know, in the air raid is is basically a running play. But um, you know, going for it on fourth is is conventional for him. So. Uh, and yeah, it was emotionally a, a really rough week for them. They they are actually, I think, in better shape than than maybe even uh, their, their their fans, their ardent fans realize. Mike is, um, you know, he's really he's going to be what he's going to be. I mean, you you get what you pay for with him, and uh, you you have to understand that. And there are going to be times when he matches up with teams that just can't deal with what offensively he does and then there are others when he was in the Pac-12 he he blistered everybody except Washington but Washington had a defense that knew how to stop them so even in years when he won 10 or 11 games he could not solve uh, the Apple Cup I think he only won one time in his rivalry game and that's going to be the other thing about state this year is what happens in the Egg Bowl I think all eyes for state fans now shifts to to just that it's uh, nice to be ranked but if you get your clock cleaned uh, by Kiffin and company, then 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 I think that the image for Mike and, and Starkville will, will fade somewhat. But he's got that opportunity because he's got a quarterback in Rodgers that's pretty special. Tim, you're out in uh, Berkeley, California, which is a place yeah. that could that's not be any farther large. away from. This is could, could not be any farther away. Could not be any farther away <laughs> culturally, culturally than uh, from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, but I, I, I love Berkeley. I love Berkeley, and so you're calling Berkeley, Oregon, and that game holds interest to a lot of us here in Alabama because of Bo Nix. And we were talking about right. Bo Nix earlier. Um, do you have any insight into Bo? Have you have you had a chance to talk to him? Uh, is he just really enjoying his time out on the West Coast? And and uh, do you think Oregon has a shot to make the playoffs if there is going to be a Pac-12 team in the playoffs? I do. I think Oregon and TCU are both teams that can make runs for the playoffs. Now, TCU's undefeated. Oregon, in my opinion, is the best one-loss team in America. Uh, somebody asked me the other day on Twitter after I said that, do you think they beat Alabama on a neutral field? Yes, I do. Uh, because their offense is incredibly good. And part of the reason for that is what the transformation has been for Bo Nix. You know, they're getting out of his hands far more quickly than they ever did at Auburn. I mean, it's coming out of there quick. And, you know, the job of their, of their offense now is to control the ball through a wide-open attack, but also with a multitude of running backs. They've got four different guys back there that could start for just about any other Pac-12 team and get a lot more reps than they do at Oregon. Uh, the SEC's view of them is based on week one against Georgia. I get that. I mean, I do. But it's week one. You know, a lot of crazy crap happens in week one. They came back, reorganized themselves, and and they are they're a fantastic offensive football team right now. I'd say uh, their explosive capability, the dynamic uh, receivers and running backs that are to his liking, adding to that his own athleticism 
and his comfort zone being what it is. He was living in a, such a fishbowl. You guys know this. He was a legacy at Auburn. Uh, he was a highly thought of and uh, highly publicized quarterback. And when it didn't work out, uh, you know, he took the brunt of the criticism. And along with, obviously, Gus. But now, you know, he's living in this cocoon in Eugene, which is politically far different from Auburn. But in campus makeup, okay, the makeup of Eugene is very similar to Auburn. And that's the way he explained it to us when we talked to him. His, uh, his center, who's also a great guy, a really smart guy, is a veteran, an Oregon kid, was telling us uh, when we spoke to him yesterday, you know, we love, we love him. We go out after every game. He and I, my girlfriend and his wife, Izzy, are going out. We're talking ball. We're also talking about life. And I asked him about, um, does he get any grief about the Southern accent? And he said, oh, yeah, oh, we give it to him a little bit. And I said, well, are there a couple of catch words? And he said, oh, sure. Let's start with y'all. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Uh, but it's, a, it's, it's really a comfortable fit for him. And he sees himself, Lars, he sees himself as preparing himself for the next level. And, and at the same time, uh, I think there's a chip on his shoulder that I'll show them, them meaning those he left behind in Alabama, and particularly at Auburn, that were always critical of them. Tim, Little Rock note, you need to bring it up next time you speak to him. The, the uh, greatest nickname for a team ever, the Little Rock Pebbles. Okay, now that you got that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sell me or don't sell me, TCU. Oh, I'm not, what's not to sell? Uh, in the second halves against both Oklahoma State and, uh, you know, Kansas State, they pitched shutouts. Shutouts. They were down 17 in one half and came back in one. Uh, and then they came from 18 down and won convincingly last week. Max Duggan is one of the toughest hombres to play the quarterback position and has got to be considered one of the top five for the Heisman right now. If you check his numbers, he's right up there with Hooker, with DTR, with, uh, with Stroud. I mean, and he's, his leadership skills are off the charts. Everyone thought that their running game would suffer. You know, they lost Evers. They lost him. He went to, um, to Ole Miss and they've just found, you know, Kendra Miller uh, and uh, DeMarcado um, Amari Bailey, they've got three guys that they love to use, you know, both in the passing game and in the run game. TCU has played also uh, a representative schedule because the Big 12 is really good and it's really balanced. And uh, when you do that, then you should shoot up the polls, and they have. Sonny Dykes is all about building foundations, and he's worked with great quarterbacks. He was here at Cal with Jared Goff. Uh, the, the job that he did in, uh, in building up uh, SMU, you know, with the, the Texas transfer, uh, Bouchelle, uh, was incredible. Uh, in fact, he beat TCU with Gary Patterson twice. That helped him get the job. And last year, uh, you know, that was a team that lost its head coach midseason. Uh, Chandler Morris, is Coach Morris's, uh, Guy Morris's son, uh, who was the former head coach at Arkansas, is the backup to Duggan. So if Duggan gets hurt, Chandler is a very rough. In fact, Chandler had won the job. Duggan had been hurt, lost his starting job. Chandler Marsh won it. Then Marsh got hurt in the second week. And Duggan came in and has taken the world by storm in Fort Worth. They're really good. Really good. 
Tim Brando, Fox Sports, joining us here on this Friday edition. All right, a little scenario for you, and uh, I know you've probably seen this all over, but from an SEC perspective, if Georgia beats Tennessee, Alabama then makes it to the SEC championship game, beats Georgia still with only one loss, um, and uh, who do you put in the final four? How many SEC teams <laughs> land? Because now you've got <laughs> Alabama over Georgia, one of the championship, Georgia with one loss in the championship, and Tennessee their only uh, loss would be – well, actually, I'm sorry, turn around. It should be Tennessee beating Georgia, I'm sorry. And then Tennessee gets beat by Alabama. And uh, so everybody's got one loss kind of to each other. H- how do you mix that up and who makes the Final Four? Jay, Jay, I love you, okay? And I think the world of the, guy, the guys that work at the SEC Network. But what, can we stop with the propaganda of four SEC teams in the college football That was playoffs? just three. That was just three. <laughs> okay. Well, I've heard four. I've heard four. I mean – my God, there is a world outside of the Southeastern Conference, and I'm seeing it it's pretty good. <laughs> no, Tim, no. We don't see it here. I, I'm, having, I'm having to channel my, my new Benedict Arnold, don't you know I work at Fox Cards? Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but listen, uh, I, I think it's all going to come down, really, to, to what Tennessee does from this point forward. You know, they they hold the cards here. If, if Tennessee continues to win, uh, it will not bode well for either Alabama uh, or Georgia, clearly, because that means they will have beaten Georgia, and, and they'll be in great shape. Now, Alabama conceivably can get another shot at them, and, and we've, we've seen this play out before. And as long as there are four spots and only four spots, the committee, who we know begins with its standings this week, prepare yourselves, okay? Tennessee's going to be number one. Tennessee's got to be number one in the upcoming standings because of the, the, the teams they play, okay, the strength of their schedule to this point. Now, whether Alabama fans like it or not, whether Georgia fans like it or not, that's what it's going to be, all right? So you can easily move Tennessee down from their perch, provided they lose. Now, how far they fall, well, I think it would be a, a great deal further than either Georgia or Alabama would fall because they don't. They, they don't have the pure playoff privilege card that both Georgia and Alabama have. Because if Alabama loses, they'll drop, what, four spots? About. That's max. Tennessee loses, I think they drop six spots. Georgia loses, they only drop two, three, maybe four spots. All right? So Tennessee's got to keep winning. So Georgia and Alabama have more equity built up over time. The committee gives them the PPP, the pure playoff privilege. So you can bet that there'll be two SEC teams in. There always is. But listen, there's an Ohio State out there. There's a Michigan out there. Uh, you know, the Big Ten could easily be, you know, pumping their chests about, hey, regardless of who wins the Ohio State Michigan game, shouldn't we get two in? That's not going to happen either. I'd be telling them the same thing that I'm telling you about three or more teams in the SEC. Tim, it's going to be very difficult for Tennessee to be number one next Tuesday when they lose to the Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday. Oh, you called that shot, Tony. You're a gambling I'm man. The one. smelliest fish I've seen all year long. <laughs> Tell me why in the world Kentucky's only an 11-and-a-half-point dog at Neyland Stadium on Saturday. Tell me why, please, because I, well, I can't because figure it out, and I love to play lines. Well, I'll tell you why, because the hot money, the, the Vegas money, is Kentucky like it would be with Alabama or Georgia. Plus, you know, the Kentucky faithful, they may be really behind Stoops, you know, but their heart, but not their checkbook. Okay, they're not. So they're not going to spend a lot of money on their team when they're playing Tennessee, as Alabama, for instance, would, or Georgia would, 
because their fan base is is always ardently behind their team, both with their heart and with their chest. That's, that's a lot of it, really. Timmy, uh, what is your prediction right now for the final four? The final, sorry, the final four teams. Who's going to make the playoffs? Well, I mean, I remember where SEC, you're at. I think two SEC teams. <laughs> okay. you got, you got you to know, cater to the audience here. Alabama, no, no, no. I mean, you, look, it's not about. Listen, I've always said this: as long as we only have four teams, your playoff privilege always wins. Okay, brand names always win out. Georgia and Alabama are brand name. Can Alabama get there? Sure they can. They have no room for error, however. Okay? Yeah. And and if they and if they don't get there, then what are the chances that, let's say, for instance, Tennessee does beat Georgia? That's a problem for Alabama, too. Okay? That's a real problem for Alabama if Tennessee were to beat Georgia. So, you know, that's another thing to consider. Ohio State, to me, I don't see anybody stopping them in the Big Ten, although Michigan is built to beat them, more so than any other team that Ohio State has left on its schedule. So that's something to consider as well. And that fourth team, I think, still remains, you know, one that can be grabbed by either a team or a reasonable effectively thereof. Oregon has a real good shot if they can win out in the best 12 as well. Tim, always great to catch up with you, my man. Have a great call this weekend. And, uh, man, I'm uh, glad you had safe travels back and forth from Little Rock. Have a great weekend. Thanks, fellas. Always Thanks, a pleasure. Tim. All right, thank you. Tim Brando joining us Thanks, Timmy. from Fox Sports. We'll wrap up hour number one. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the ABX studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Gary Harris. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatment. Night below 57. For tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day. Rain will likely begin during the midday or afternoon hours. The high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. going on, hosting a charity event, uh, exhibition, uh, exhibition match, that is, at home tomorrow at 2 p.m. against Southern Illinois. And, uh, again, this is for students only. That's my understanding. Uh, interest in students only on basketball game coming up tomorrow. And uh, also a lot of uh, the uh, things that, uh, we, you know, during these bye weeks, guys, you know, leave town, get out of town. And I know they practiced uh, yesterday, and I think they have off today and tomorrow back on Sunday to get ready for that matchup against LSU after a much-needed by weekend guys kind of your initial thoughts you only get about three minutes here but uh i'll start with you lars this lsu matchup for alabama just some initial thoughts with that and we got brian pass is going to join us on the other side we'll talk about this uh charity event coming up uh, tomorrow in t-town i think this is going to be a big challenge for alabama um and uh I, the, the game is much more intriguing now than it was a month ago 
And uh, when Brian Kelly got the job at LSU, I thought that he would transform them into a national title contender again. And uh, I, you know, based on how they're playing, I think he's ahead of schedule. The last three LSU coaches all won national titles, right? Yeah. So uh, Brian Kelly perhaps will be that next one. Interesting enough, uh, do you remember the last time LSU actually covered a home spread against Alabama? It was 10 years ago in 2012. What is the the spread? What do you think it is? Uh, Alabama's favored by 10. Alabama 12 and a half. Let's go 14 and a half. Yeah, Yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting game. And I I said this uh, last week, I think this is going to decide the West. And I think if LSU can somehow pull that game off, um, again, you remember LSU was a 29-and-a-half-point dog last year, and they lost by six uh, last year. Kind of a funky year for Alabama, certainly against the spread, but it uh, should be really, really interesting. By the way, Jaybird, this is a wedding weekend for uh, Alabama fans, too. This is the one weekend where you can get married. If, if she's like, yeah, we're getting right. married this college football season, <laughs> you got to do it. you got to do it this weekend. Unfortunately, my wife at the time said, no, we're doing it during college football season. I was like, you are not going to make some people happy. I should have known right then it wasn't going to work. <laughs> Um, I remember Herb Lynch is calling us in. Give me Arkansas plus 17 and a half against Alabama while I said I do. (laughs) I swear it's on the tape. I can play the tape for you. It's on the tape. I could hear him going, give me 17 and a half uh, Arkansas against Alabama today. If you're if you're if your fiance is making you get married during college football season and she knows you love college football as much as you are, that is the first red flag right there, my friend. Go get marriage counseling before you even put the ring on the finger. Have you yeah. been? Have you other than your own? Have you been to weddings during an Alabama game? Hell no, no, absolutely not. I've been, I, I wouldn't go I've to been a wedding. To a couple. I wouldn't go to a wedding on an Auburn game. But they were against lesser opponents. I will say they had that much credit. Yeah, yeah well, that's 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 nice. Yeah, that they're, credit. They're playing UT Chattanooga. Yeah, I guess. they got married during a North Carolina State game. <laughs> when I first, well, that was a long time. Ago. When I first moved here, I did not care about ago. Alabama. I loved playing golf whenever Alabama was playing. Because you go to the best courses in town, and nobody will be on That's the course. That's true. Hey, proper use of your foot wedge, then. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, real quick. Suddenly I, thought I, I know we got 76. Brian, I know we got Brian Pesci coming up, but Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl, and you're supposed to get married on that day. What do you do? I'm watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're probably not getting married. And I'm watching. I'm watching with it. I, I don't need to get married again. Yeah. Well. Right, not a charm. Hour number two coming up. Uh, Brian Passy's going to join us. Color analyst for men's Crimson Tide basketball. We'll be back. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. 
I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated, but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa, and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. And look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz. Crestline and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. 
have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two here on this Friday edition. We've been talking about Alabama's bye week getting ready for the LSU Tigers. We're coming up tomorrow, a charity event at uh, Alabama basketball at 2 p.m., I think it is, and only for students will be allowed to be able to be in that. Uh, we'll talk to Brian passing about that here in one second, the color analyst of the Crimson Tide. We're presented by Topgolf of Birmingham. Get out to Topgolf today. We call it the bowling of this generation. A lot of fun for friends, family, coworkers, a lot of events they do, charitable events, a lot of different charities all throughout our community, and a great place to tailgate there before those UAB football games at Protective Stadium or any event at Protective Stadium, but a great place to have fun at uh, Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street, Oxford Anderson. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Let's welcome him in. He is the color analyst of Alabama basketball, and that is Brian Passink, who's a guest with us each and every year and joins us weekly in order to talk about the Crimson Tide. Brian, always great to have you on, man. I hope you're doing well. Doing great. Great to be on with you. That means it is almost time. Uh, excited about tomorrow, and uh, it's not officially official, but uh, basketball season is getting underway, and I'm pumped about it. Yeah, we're talking this week about the difference, about things have changed, about where the players come from on these particular rosters, like Alabama's football team. Uh, we were talking uh, at the reunion uh, on Saturday this past weekend that I think it was 85 or 90% of our starters on offense and defense were from the state of Alabama at that time. It's nowhere near that uh, on the football team. And also basketball back in 93, 94, I looked at the roster, five guys, the, the team that you were on, five guys from the state of Alabama. Now Alabama has one, Mark Sears from Muscle Shoals. But to talk about that, just the difference in how recruiting has become such a, you know, a more of a national thing. I mean, is it because of the Internet? Is it because of the ability to see highlights, to go watch these kids in these AAU-type uh, scenarios to see kids better from a national perspective than ever before? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, and it's interesting. I, I think there are a lot of factors. 
Uh, I think one, and you look at football, obviously, if you're the best player or best players in the country, uh, you want to play at the best program, which is clearly Alabama. And what's exciting on the basketball side is, you know, in years past, Alabama has been able uh, to recruit the top players in the state and even beat some of the best programs in the country on in-state players and, and regional players. Uh, but now uh, with the SEC network, with how well the SEC has done in basketball, there are players around the country, a lot like football, that want to play in the SEC, uh, which I believe is, if not the best conference, one of the, the two best uh, this season, uh, along with the Big 12. Uh, but when you look at the TV package uh, with the SEC Network and ESPN, uh, you look at the five-star recruits. I think the SEC not only had the most five stars come in to play SEC basketball this year as freshmen, but second place is a distant second. Uh, this has been a place that a lot of the top talent in basketball now want to play. And when you look at what Nate Oates has done, uh, there are guys around the country and around the world. There's, you know, Alabama has international players. Charles Bediaco uh, was just named to the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar watch list as, as potentially the nation's uh, award that goes to the nation's top center. He's from Canada. So uh, there are great basketball players that want to play in the SEC. Alabama, obviously a name brand, a great school. Tuscaloosa is a great place to live. And uh, Nate Oates is uh, a coach that, that guys want to play for. And it's an exciting style, but it's also a style that translates very well to the NBA. And uh, the top players in football, they have dreams to play in the NFL. And in basketball, they want to play in the NBA. Uh, Nick Saban can obviously get you there in football. He's proven that. Nate Oates is starting to prove that in basketball. And it's attracting the best players in the country. So now all of a sudden, Alabama uh, has the top pick of players around the country and not just in the state and in the region. Brian, uh, a lot of our listeners and uh, myself uh, really been focused on football, haven't been thinking too much about basketball yet. Can you just give us a sort of thumbnail sketch overview of how this Alabama team is going to be different from last year's team? Well, first of all, it's a bunch of new players. I mean, you, you don't have a ton of returning players and and you know a couple guys have gone on to the nba uh and you've gone into the transfer portal and and got guys like mark sears uh who jay mentioned from the state of alabama uh one of the top transfers in the country uh from miami of ohio and um or excuse me ohio university i uh, was a top player in that program and then their conference and he's able to come back home uh, to play, and he's a terrific player. Dom Welch, a transfer from St. Bonaventure, who's a, a veteran guy, can really shoot it. But also, you add in the number three recruiting class in the country, and that's headlined by Brandon Miller, who, uh, if you guys haven't seen yet, and for the listeners who haven't seen him yet, get ready. Uh, he is one of the, he will be one of the best freshmen in college basketball. Uh, he is someone who I think has a very bright future. His, uh, potentially an all-SEC player in, in his first year, if, if not uh, more accolades than that. Uh, but I, w- I would also say, um, you know, enjoy him while you can. He's going to have the option to go to the next level very soon. Uh, he and Noah Clowney 
um, a guy that that has uh, really surprised a lot of people uh, so far in practice, including me. I, I think he's going to be a terrific player. Um, and Rylan Griffin, another freshman. So uh, the freshmen, the newcomers, uh, you, you've got uh, guys like Namari Burnett, who wasn't able to play last year for Wilma McDonald's All-American, uh, that, that would have made a difference on last year's team. A guy that can really shoot it, can really defend uh, two areas of need a year ago. Uh, he's going to, I think, play a major role on this team. And then you've got some guys returning, like Charles Bediaco and Noah Gurley, Darius Miles, uh, and of course, Jerron Quinterly, uh, who we didn't expect to come back, but uh, maybe a blessing in disguise, I think, for him and certainly for this Alabama basketball team, uh, who unfortunately went down early in the NCAA tournament uh, with a torn ACL, that he has worked his tail off uh, to rehab, and he's ahead of schedule, and I think he's going to be back uh, maybe a little sooner than originally thought. Uh, and if he's back and he's healthy, he's one of the top point guards in the country. So uh, there's a lot of optimism. Um, but when I look at this roster, I see talent, I see depth, I see a lot of new faces and, and a bunch of guys that want to win. So I, I think it's going to be an exciting season, and I can't wait to get it started. Can we see the Darius Miles of the highlight reel this year? Yeah, I'm for that, and I think so. And by the way, I just mentioned – all the freshmen and, and forgot a McDonald's All-American in uh, and, and Jade Bradley, who was considered the number two point guard in the country. Um, so that tells you where the depth is. How, how do you forget a McDonald's All-American? Uh, but I'm with you on Darius Miles. Uh, he, he is uh, a guy that has put in the work in the offseason and I think is going to play an important role. He can do it on both ends. He's as athletic as they come. It's 6'6". He can play multiple positions. He can defend. Uh, he can take the ball uh, to the hole. Um, he's He's been an up-and-down shooter, but he's worked on it. Uh, I think he's going to play an important role on this team. And when he's playing at a high level, when he's on those highlight reels, uh, he is very dangerous and a, and a guy that I, I think can be an impact player in his third season in Tuscaloosa. Brian Passer joins us right now talking about some Alabama hoops. It's right around the quarter next weekend, of course, a full weekend of great college hoops. Like This is the best time of the year. We have NHL, we have Major League Baseball, we have NFL, we have college football, we have college hoops, we got World Series. I mean, it's going to be great. So let, let me ask you this, Brian. I think it's really interesting because they are talking about expanding uh, the field for uh, college basketball. A lot of people say 64 plus the playing games is already too many, but you're talking about 353 college fo- basketball teams. Uh, that is the lowest percentage of any major sport that actually get into postseason play. Coach Drew there at Baylor saying he wants to see it doubled to 128 teams getting into March Madness. What do you think? It's tricky because, uh, you know, I don't want to not answer your question, but because but I, I can't decide what I want uh, because it, 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 you're right. I mean, the, NC, or the Division One college basketball has gotten so much bigger than it was. Uh, when you know we went went to 64 teams in the 80s, now uh, 68 with the playing stuff. Uh, so I, I understand wanting to expand it uh, because there are so many teams and and I think deserving teams. Um, but you also don't want to mess with perfection. <laughs> and I think the NCAA tournament is perfection. I, I think it's the best postseason in sports. Obviously, I'm a little biased, uh, but but March Madness is special for a reason. And I, I would, I would be nervous to tinker with it, uh, but I understand it. Um, right now, 
I would say uh, I want to keep it where it is. Maybe five years ago before Nate Oates got to Tuscaloosa, I would have been for expanding it because Alabama was always right on the bubble and expanding it a little bit would have probably gotten Alabama in. Uh, we're in a position now in Tuscaloosa as basketball fans where you know, you're thinking about uh, seeding and winning games and advancing in the tournament, making a run more so than actually just, just getting in the tournament. So uh, that's a different mindset, which I'm really enjoying right now. So uh, with that being said, I say let's keep it at 60, 68 uh, and, and play it out because it is uh, such a special time in, in, in sports and March Madness is awesome, and I just hate to mess with it. Brian Passink, our guest, color analyst, the Crimson Tide. I'm going to go back to Brandon Miller real quick because I've heard a number of people that have said, look, you know, this kid's got a chance to be a one-and-done, that type of player. What makes him so special? What do we need to be looking for? Well, he's he's just really talented, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, uh, can play about four positions uh, at the college level. And, you know, at 6'9", I mean, he's not a, a center, but Nate Oates uh, plays a, a style where you could put four and five guards out on the court at one time, but uh, he could he can play the power forward. He can play the point guard position. Uh, can really handle it. Dribble, pass, and shoot. Good decision maker. Um, athletic. Uh, the one thing that has really impressed me uh, with with Brandon watching him play is uh, he he's not a big guy. He's not a super strong guy. He he looks like an eighteen year old basketball player. He's going to get better. He's going to get stronger. He's going to mature physically. Uh, but with that being said. He's able to finish through contact, and, and when, when guys get physical with him, he's still able to be effective, and that's unique uh, for a young player, for a freshman. Uh, but he was a McDonald's All-American. I had super high expectations of him, and having seen him play several times now, he's a good bit better than I thought, and I, I think he's going to have a great year, and I think Alabama fans are going to love to watch him. Great stuff. and uh, what I hear. So- Yes. So, real quick, Matt just asked the question: Was Miller's dad a tight end with you? Did his dad play at Alabama? His dad. Uh, uh, not that his I know bio of. said that his dad. Is, okay, the bio's wrong. No, I'm. I'm no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I haven't dug into the family history yet. Uh, but uh, that that's cool. I know he's. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't realize there was a tie there. But uh, I know that we are uh, glad to have him in Tuscaloosa because he's going to be a, a really good player and, and can't wait to watch him play really for the first time in an Alabama uniform uh, tomorrow afternoon against Southern Illinois. Awesome stuff. All right, uh, enjoy tomorrow afternoon. And I know the students are supposed to be there. Hopefully they'll pack the house as well with a bye weekend for the football team. And, uh, man, we really appreciate it. Look forward to having you on and talking some uh, basketball with you each and every week. Thank you, Brian. Always enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, All right, brother. Thank you, Brian. Passing Thanks, Brian. Analyst, the Crimson Tide. Let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side. More to dive into. And at the bottom of the hour, Clint Lamb's going to join us. We'll talk Alabama's bye week as well as look ahead to LSU with uh, uh, with Brandon. Uh, with uh, Brandon. Well, Clint Lamb coming up uh, at one thirty at the bottom of this hour again for Bama Insider and on three. Stay with us. This is the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello. 
I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care. This will take place on October 29, 2022 from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Buddy Powell Pavilion on Northridge Road. The event benefits the Hake Poor Foundation, whose mission is to provide opportunities and experiences for people with disabilities. Tickets can be purchased at our website, www.hakepoorfoundation.org. Can't wait to see you guys there. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mild afternoon, the sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 76. Clouds moving in tonight, but we stay dry, the low 57. For tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day. Rain will likely begin during the midday or afternoon hours, the high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. with us uh, in the early 90s with Coach Stallings and uh, Daryl from Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, now the family from Antioch, not too far. So, uh, yeah, good, good get there. Uh, you said what was in the bio. <laughs> I love that. Well, I, I, he must uh, – I, I don't remember him playing, to be very, very honest with you. i tell you what, though. Everybody that's seen this kid play goes crazy. I mean, this is like the number three recruit in the entire nation, and he's playing in Alabama. He's very slight. If you look at him, I mean, this guy has to dance around the shower to get wet, but apparently he, you know, he, well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think about that. He's got to dance around the shower to get wet. You know, you have these little streams coming down at you and he has to move around because that's really good. I can't believe I've never heard that before. Did you just make that up? No. I got it from Eli Gold. Answer, you got some hard water, so what you got? You need a better stream, man. <laughs> Lars, somebody you never did heard ask that me saying, day, You like, never had catfish till you came on the show. There's so many firsts for you in the show. I you know, I like, know. You still don't like catfish. Jan, my, 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 my cherry's being popped everywhere. It's Whoa, crazy. Jay, now that's ever, a, a phrase I've heard. Jay, have you ever been part of the garden hose variety? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, have you ever had water out of a hose pipe? That, that was one yeah. from yes. Aldo Greco. Yeah. He, he he came out and he's like, that's part of the garden hose variety. I'm like, what the hell's the garden what hose What are you talking variety? about? As long as we're hey, going this direction, yeah. let's stop just a minute in honor uh, in honor of Halloween. All right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite Halloween candy? Um, mounds. Candy corn. Oof. You and I are the only one. I love candy corn. No, I love candy but, corn. I mean, you I, love, I love Milky favorite. Way. Milky Way, I love to see that. Yeah, the, yeah. Ma- the mounds yeah. with the nuts. By the way, I, we'd be uh, remiss not to mention this, and it's this is really bizarre. Well, you get that look in your eyes, and I get fearful. So. Uh, <laughs> at the age of 87, Jerry Lee Lewis has just died. Now, yeah. now, yeah, I saw now, that. now Wait a minute. No, he hasn't. I no, saw, yes. I saw that, too. But the, yeah. the, but this is the crazy thing. Yesterday, they said he died, and he came out and said, I'm still alive. And then he dies the next day. Does anyone think that's a little strange? I mean, he was the one that said, "I'm still alive, folks." I was erroneously written off this earth. And he I'm was still able here. to tweet or text or yeah. whatever. I tell think people some, that. somebody else tweeted that out for uh, him. It was uh, probably in bad yeah, shape. Yeah, I guess. Hey, so. but but Tony, yeah. you, Wait a minute, you, you Jay, some, Jay's you, favorite candy, and then we'll okay, move on. Yeah. Jay's favorite candy. What is it? Yeah, I was trying to. I mean, I like anything chocolate or Twizzlers. I love Twizzlers, uh, but anything chocolate, whether it's Musketeer, Mounds. 
Hershey bar, Snickers. Hold on. There was a woman that danced up at Sammy's name, Candy. I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. Her name was Bubbles. I'm sorry. I was Bubbles. You see what I mean? When he gets that look in his eye, yeah. you just know it's going to take an immediate U-turn. So let's talk right. some college yeah, football. Yeah, Tony, you have some games you want to go over. Yeah, here. I do. Uh, I write down games that I think are very, very interesting. Obviously, the uh, TCU game. Uh, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you five games where the underdog is not only going to cover the spread, but they're going to win the game outright, and you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm just looking purely at Smelly Fish here. I'm going, wait a minute, this line is way off. Okay, we're going to we're gonna hold you to account. Yes, I'm writing right, these down. Write it down. Uh, there's, right. there's six undefeated teams left in college football. TCU is 7-0. They're playing at 3-4 and four West Virginia. They will lose to West Virginia this weekend. They're giving up seven points. Take West Virginia. Write it down. Take West Virginia plus the seven against TCU. Uh, you got Notre Dame, who's... Uh, well, or, or third, uh, depending on how you did in the last time I gave these plays out. Uh, <laughs> uh, good, very good. Notre yeah. Dame is four and three on the road at Syracuse, six and one. The team that took Clemson to the brink, they could be undefeated. You mentioned Clemson didn't look very good last weekend. Well, they did against the top ten Clemson squad. They get the victory. Notre Dame catch the three. Notre Dame will beat six and one Syracuse uh, Saturday. Wake Forest. Let me let me just say this. We are right in the middle of the season. We have enough sample size now to look at teams and go, okay, are they good? They are who we thought they are, right? We are going to look at these teams, the Wake Forces, the Syracuses, the, the K-States, those teams that were undefeated that somehow got into the top 15 or top 10. They're going to end up with three or four losses in the year, and this is the weekend it starts. Wake Forest giving up three and a half at Louisville, four and three. Take the Louisville Cardinals. Four and three plus the three and a half. Of course, you remember Wake Forest. They're only lost to Clemson as well, 51-45 in overtime. Uh, here's one for you. Missouri, three and four, playing at the Gamecocks, five and two. Saturday, take Mizzou all day long, plus three and what, a half. What is the rationale behind that? Uh, I, I can't tell you. I mean, I can look at the X and O's. I can look at trends. I can look at matchups. I can do all those things. But I'm purely looking at Las Vegas lines. There's no reason why Missouri should only be catching three and a half at an upstart five and two South Carolina squad. You just don't like Cox. Uh, Old Miss, and I mentioned this on Wednesday. Old Miss at AM. AM is in shambles. They just suspended three more of their top 22 or 2022 recruiting class because, as you heard, they're trying to get other guys to jump ship and go into the portal. They are a mess. Jimbo Fisher came out and said, why would you want to go play for a winning team? Don't you want to play? I mean, this this program is in shambles. They're three and four. They beat Ole Miss this weekend, seven and one Ole Miss. Uh, they're only catching two and a half. It's a slam dunk. Take that. And finally, the Kentucky Wildcats. They've only lost two games this year. Of course, they lost to Ole Miss. They lost to South Carolina. Levis is out for that South Carolina game. They look horrible without him. He's back. He's healthy. He's 100%. They're catching 11.5 at Neyland Stadium against Tennessee. I know this is – I will certainly take them plus the 11.5, but I think they have a chance to disrail this juggernaut of Tennessee football. That's why I don't think Tennessee's going to be the top four coming up on Tuesday night. I think they catch the 11.5. I think they went out right. Kentucky, by the way, is second in college football right now in T.O.P. 
Now you're going, wait a minute. Alabama had the football for 37 minutes against Tennessee. Tennessee had seven drives. Six of those drives were less than two minutes. Five of those drives were under a minute. They don't need time to score, but something tells me that Kentucky muddles this game. They catch the 11 and a half. They knock off the undefeated Tennessee Volunteers this weekend. There All right, go. if you get four out of these six, Lars, out of these six, mm-hmm. Lars will take you to Perry. All right, four out of sure. six. Because okay. you'll win that much money, right? Yeah. Now, do I need to win the spread or win my Let way? me go. Let me go down this again. Spread. Take West Virginia, take Notre Dame, <laughs> Louisville, <laughs> Missouri, Texas A&M, and Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia, Notre Dame, Louisville, Missouri, Kentucky, and A&M. That's great. What about Ohio State? Uh, I love Ohio State in this game. I think Penn State, I think they showed a lot of their blueprint of how to beat them. What's uh, the spread there? Dude? Uh, 15 and a half. And, and listen, I'm telling you right now, man, I mean, if you're watching this Tennessee-Kentucky game, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Tennessee's up 14 nothing, 10 minutes left in the first quarter. I'd go, duh. But I'm telling you, when you look at a line like that, there is no reason why Kentucky should be only catching 11.5 in this game at Tennessee at home. If something's, something's bizarre, Vegas knows something. Even mm. Timmy Brando didn't have an answer for that one. He's like, this is because there's even money going to the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky people are poor. The Bluecrest people are living in trailers. They're just saving it to bet on basketball. When there's a a tornado, they go underneath the train truss. All right? They have no basements in Kentucky. I lived there for three years. You can look at women, though. They live in trailers. They make great whiskey. Yeah, they live in trailers. Yeah, there's no question about the whiskey. That yeah. one I will agree with They get with great you whiskey, and that's why they don't care about tornadoes. They just get drunk and go into the train truss. <laughs> just telling All you. right, Jay. Uh, Jay, get us to hey, break. Yeah. Can you yeah, tell us why we're still playing hey, Somebody take that broad brush play? out of his hand, please. <laughs> oh, right. I'm glad we've got Lamb coming on. Yeah, Clint Lamb next from Bam Insider on 3. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205 205- 
909-709-7373 and schedule an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Clint Black the last two days. Clint Lamb joining us from Bama, uh, Bama Insider on three, and always great to talk to Clint. Clint, hope you're doing well, my man. I'm doing fantastic. How you guys doing today? Doing well. So has it been much of a bye week for you? Uh, you know, the grind never stops, but it's been nice to kind of take a step back and look at things more from, you know, a, a, a bird's eye view um, rather than looking at a specific opponent. It's more so looking at the rest of the schedule and what it might you know, how it might set up for Alabama, looking at some, you know, uh, some of the changes that they've already made, maybe some changes that they could still end up making just 
you know, how does Alabama close these last four regular season games and then what remains for them after? It's been kind of fun to look at it from that perspective rather than, you know, just whoever's next up on the list. Uh, he joins us here, Clint Lamb. Uh, sometimes I'd wonder if he'd want to be Clint Black, but actually he's so good at what he does, it probably doesn't matter. So he's fantastic. He wanted his, to have his job with Clint Black's bank account. That would be something else. <laughs> there uh, we the go. Crimson now we're getting ready, of course, getting ready for the big ball game against, obviously, um, LSU next weekend. I, and I, I stand by this. I think this game is probably going to be for the West. What have you seen uh, for Brian Kelly? We all thought that Brian Kelly obviously was going to be successful there at LSU, and we thought maybe it would take some time for that to happen. Have you been surprised how quick he's turned it around, only losing to FSU and, of course, Tennessee, who everyone's losing to? Yeah, I've been very surprised. Uh, we know Brian Kelly's a good coach. We know LSU has some talent already on the roster. But at the same time, you know, you just didn't know who was going to end up starting at quarterback preseason. I mean, I think everybody thought that it was probably Jaden Daniels' job to lose, considering, you know, he was actually recruited to come in and be that guy. Um, but at the same time, you had some other pieces there that you were kind of unsure about. You knew the offensive line was going to be both young and inexperienced, and you kind of wondered how it would be able to hold up. It's, it's been pretty rough at times, especially against Tennessee when, you know, they start not only have they not been great throughout the year, but then you start losing some, you know, uh, starters. You know, their left tackle and their left guard both went down in that football game. And uh, or they didn't have it, uh, them available, one of the two, for that football game, and, and Tennessee pretty much feasted. But I, I feel like Jaden Daniels has been a guy who's continued to get better uh, as he's gotten more comfortable within that offense. And with him being a dual-threat guy, you, you really don't see him testing defenses vertically, but you know, at the same time, he can create with his legs. And, and I think Alabama's defense is going to have you know, to make sure that they control him and his ability to do that kind of thing. But it, it, it's been very fascinating to watch that LSU team grow because it's vastly different now than it even was, you know, seven or eight weeks ago when they played FSU. I mean, just the growth really at a lot of spots has been pretty incredible. Clint, before this season, I don't think I ever heard Nick Saban use the word anxiety or anxious. But now that seems to be a buzzword that pops up in every press conference that he gives. Uh, why do you think that is? Uh, just because I think of you know what it what it signals. You know, you had you know Javion Cohen who had struggles with some mental health issues prior to the start of the season. I think that he's gotten back, uh, and you know, I mean, he's played the entire year, but just had to spend a little bit of time away from the team. But I think he's progressively gotten better since then. Uh, but when you have stuff like that going on, and really there was a, a huge focus there for you know a short period of time on mental health just in how it relates to Alabama football and you know what the the university and you know the, the the Alabama football program provides to its players you talk about that stuff and then you start mentioning anxiety you could I mean really he didn't even have to say it right I mean I could tell by watching the games I mean against Texas you can't tell me that that's uh anything other than anxiety right I mean it was guys making uncharacteristic yeah. mistakes seem like some guys were overwhelmed and so i mean when you see that kind of thing happening it really has been happening the last couple of years uh but you know i think that it now points to this being somewhat of an issue and, and i mean i've kind of related it i think i did last week when i came on the show um to it, it kind of coincides with nil because this has been happening the last couple of years the nil is still relatively new it's only a couple of years old as well 
I don't know if there's a cause and effect there at all, if there's any correlation. But, I mean, you would have to think there's some added pressure when you've got money on the line and you're trying to take care of your families. And you're either trying to earn an NIL deal or hang on to it. Uh, you know, there's been some guys who have signed some, you know, pretty big NIL deals, uh, and, and they've kind of faltered. They haven't done great, haven't performed great. I'm not talking about for Alabama. I'm talking about around college football. So I'm sure there's some added anxiety for a really young kid. I mean, could you imagine being, you know, Quinn Ewers? I mean, th- that guy left high school a year early to go to Ohio State just so he could, you know, utilize the NIL. He gets paid a ton of money. And then there's all this pressure to live up to the even more pressure than there typically would be to live up to the expectation. And you've now got, you know, dollar bills in the line that's not just future, but in the present as well. I think that adds an interesting dynamic to the whole, you know, college football landscape and the way that it relates to, you know, players and, and maybe having some extra anxiety. But really it's just it's getting back to the basics. I think the the past Alabama teams did a very good job of not letting where they were at, which is playing for Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach of all time, or playing for the University of Alabama. They didn't really let that affect them. They just put their heads down and made it about their business every day and did the little things necessary to be able to create great results or big results. And I think that that's kind of where they need to get back to now. Because I don't think – I think guys are too worried about what the scoreboard reflects, how their individual statistics look, how, you know, the the, the expectations that comes with playing at Alabama – I think these are all things that probably are in the minds of some of these young players. I think it's kind of affecting them a little bit. It's just getting back to, you know, doing the basics and having fun playing football. Clint Lamb from Bama Insider and on three sports is our guest here on the Jay Barker show and network. You got a very interesting series going on Bama Insider and it's the one through 15 defensive players, best defensive players for Alabama. They're currently on their roster. Um, I'm very much looking forward to see what you've got five through one. The others are already available if you go to the website. But um, there are a couple of players on there I wouldn't have expected. Uh, can you dive into those and give us a brief explanation? Also, the criteria in which you formulated this particular list. Yeah, just for me, it was more so based off of eye test. It was based off production. Uh, you know, I ended up putting a guy like Eli Ricks at number 15 simply because it wasn't until this past week that he was, you know, getting his first start. And so you look at that and you say, okay, he had an incredible performance against Mississippi State, but based off of just one sample size, I mean, you can go through and, and see some pretty incredible performances from guys, and then were they able to sustain that level of success? Now, we think Eli Ricks is going to be able to do that because he's you know, got a history of being a freshman All-American and a very good you know, player. He was a preseason All-American, you know, projected top 10 draft pick. So I think that what you got – from him out of that Mississippi State performance. The fact that he looked comfortable playing with an Alabama defense, I think, was big uh, because I think that was really a huge uh, you know, hurdle for him to overcome. It's never been about talent or anything like that. It's about getting comfortable in what he's asked to do, and he certainly looked comfortable against uh, the, the, the Bulldogs this past weekend. But then you got other guys. You know, I got Deontay Lawson on there. Uh, I thought him and Jalen Moody, the fact that they kind of run a platoon – uh, you've seen good things out of both players, but I had them down at 13 and 14. Jaheim Otis, you know, being a true freshman there at number 12, I think out of the seven games that he's participated in, he started five of them as a true freshman. And this is, you know, him getting the nod as far as starting over a guy who's been a three year starter in DJ Dell, uh, who actually had ranked higher because I think Dell's been one of the more underrated uh, players on Alabama's defense from just his growth getting after the quarterback. I think last year in like, you know, 13 games, I want to say he only had like five quarterback pressures and threw eight this year. I guess it's just seven because he missed this past game against Mississippi State, but he's already doubled that number with 10 
He's got a couple of stacks, which matches the season total from last year. I just think he's a guy that's not flashy, but he knows what to do on every snap. And he's a very powerful player, and I think he's making some strides as a pass rusher. But I had him at number 10. Um, I had uh, Tyrion Arnold at number 11. Uh, you know, a lot of Alabama fans probably, you know, when you just watched a guy who got benched, uh, you know, check in at number 11. Some fans might think that's a little bit too high. But for me personally watching him, I do think that there's still some some growth that needs to be made and some development. He's still learning to be a full-time cornerback after playing, you know, safety in high school. And and I think that he's made tremendous strides. And I think that the fact that you watch him go out there and he will battle, uh, nothing, you know, that relates to him and his problems has anything to do with, you know, his lack of willingness to want to do it correctly. I just think he's got to play with better technique. And, you know, I think he's shown a lot of really good things. I think him getting quote-unquote benched is more of a reflection of how Eli Ricks was coming along and his talent, what he could provide more so than it was, a, you know, a knock on Tyrion Arnold and his play. I think after that Tennessee game, we all knew some changes had to be made. And Eli Ricks and his ability to pretty much shut down guys, I think, is pretty big. Um, I, I had DeMarco Helms at number nine. For some fans, that might seem to be a little bit too high as well. But the way that I looked at it was, you know, this is a guy who has to do something that I don't think he's very good at, which is play, you know, way outside of the box, essentially play an off, you know, coverage uh, perimeter corner. And he's not a guy who's going to be able to turn and run effectively with a four, you know, sub four, four receiver like Jalen Hyde. It was an unfair, you know, matchup for him uh, when he's asked to do things that he's actually comfortable doing and he's good at doing like the landing Collins kind of thing. I think even a, a talent such as Landon Collins, as great as he was at Alabama, if you would ask him to turn and run with Jalen Hyde, I think Hyde's still having quite a bit of success. That's kind of the, the point I'm getting at is it wasn't the correct matchup for him. And and so, you know, against Mississippi State, playing everything in front of him, you know, coming down on, you know, crossers and, you know, shallow stuff, him coming up and helping in the run game, all those things are what makes him such an effective player. And with Alabama not really having that tone setter, on the second level at linebacker, like Henry Toso was a very good player, but he's not a Reggie Ragland, Reuben Foster, you know, Rashawn Evans type of striker that's going to really, you know, set the tone for the defense. And I think DeMarco Hellams on the third level really adds that element. Uh, so I think that he's a huge, you know, important part of it as well. But it's been a very fun series to do, and, and I got one through five coming out pretty soon. Clint Lamb, again for Bam Insider on three. And uh, real quick, uh, just with the bye week, looking ahead now to LSU, to me, I think this is a great proving ground for this team as far as they haven't handled the road last year or this year very well. Uh, they go on the road against LSU, a team that's gotten better. Quarterback play has gotten a ton better. And then they got uh, on the road at Ole Miss, back home for Austin P, and then uh, on the Auburn Tigers. But talk about the, these next two weeks, how you know important it is for them, not only for the confidence they can gain, but also I think the message it sends uh, to the country as far as where this Alabama team is? Yeah, I think really this is their last two chances, right? I mean, you know, I, I completely agree. Once you get past this, you know, two-game stretch that Alabama's got coming up after this weekend, uh, that's really going to tell you exactly where this team stands heading into, uh, you know, the uh, potential SEC championship berth. Um, you know, and, and against Mississippi State, everything looks great, right? You go from having 17 penalties against Tennessee to only three against State, but at the same time, that's at home. It's a much more controlled environment. Really, in those instances, a lot more of the pressure from a crowd noise perspective is on the defensive side of the football because, you know, the uh, the home crowd is cheering when the opposing offense is on the field. So, you know, the offense didn't have as much, uh, you know, pressure on them. 
So I think that as far as penalties and, and playing more disciplined, and it's not just the penalties, it, it's not making uncharacteristic, just, you know, quite frankly, dumb mistakes, uh, completely unnecessary mistakes. I think that Alabama did a good job of limiting that this past weekend. But like I said, it's all about how you do on the road. And so it will be a huge test for, you know, offensively, defensively. It feels like it, we've kind of gotten in this um, run where it's like the both sides of the football is not playing incredible at the same time. Like you exited that Tennessee game, and it's like, man, the offense was incredible, uh, but the defense just there's so many issues. Then you exit the Mississippi State game, and you watch what they did against Mississippi State's offense, and now it's, you know, defense is heading in the right direction, but the offense couldn't run the football. That's a huge problem. Uh, so it's like getting all these guys on the same page and having them play good quality football at the same time, I think it's really important. And I think these next couple of weeks, I mean, LSU is, is an ever improving team. Um, if Alabama could have caught them much earlier in the year, I think this is a much different conversation, but where they're at and the fact that it's a night game in Baton Rouge, that's a tough test. And then you got Oxford against Lane Kiffin and Mississippi, uh, excuse me, Ole Miss. And I think that's going to be a, a heck of a game too. So. I do think that we'll learn a lot about Alabama's, whether it's the improvement or continued, you know, struggles as far as discipline is concerned. And I'll just use that word to, for the penalties and the uncharacteristic mistakes. But we'll see how much they've made improvement in those two areas. My man, always great stuff, Clint. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Absolutely, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. All right, Clint Lamb, again, joining us from Bama Insider on three. And always great insight looking ahead to that LSU matchup. Coming up next week after the spy weekend. I will return. Tony Curry, Tony Curry Radio Network, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker. You're listening to us live from ABX. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Gary Harris. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatment. Tonight, the low 57. For tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day. Rain will likely begin during the midday or afternoon hours. The high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Yet, but he has passed away today at the age of 87. A uh, little great balls of fire there for you. Uh, is Tony still in the studio? Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what, Jay? We were talking about Matt and I were talking about this. Uh, yeah. It was back in 1958. Uh, and it was just about the time, great balls of fire, a whole lot of shaking going on. Was a lot of people would say it's the the killer. First, it was one of the first great classic rock songs. So he was he was touring with Roy Orbison, Johnny Cash. He was big before Elvis Presley was. And then, of course, he goes to Britain for this world tour where he had sold over 10 million records, uh, and he gets over there, and they see this 13-year-old girl with him. And they're like, who is that? And he's like, that's my wife. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's my, it's my wife. And they're like, what? what? You know, even in the 50s, 13-year-old turned out to be his cousin. Funny thing is he married her while he was still married to his second wife. So, so he was, and so obviously the press gets a hold of it and just absolutely loses their brains. He cuts that tour short. He comes back to America and is 
his career was over. I mean, it was absolutely over. But they were like, don't you think 13's a little young? He said, you know, if a girl's 10 years old and she's ready to get married, what's the problem? And he did not see that. And, I, and we were just talking about, could you imagine someone now Today. even trying to do that? Now, it ruined his career, and he ended up making a couple hundred dollars and started playing little shindigs and stuff like that. And at the age of 87, he was playing to the day. And died. how old was Priscilla? Oh, I'm just Presley. Thinking she was young. Yeah, she was. Uh, and, and he was 20. Yeah, but uh, she could drive. Yeah, no doubt. He was 25 uh, when she was 13. And again, the fact that she was 13 and his cousin, and he was still married to a second wife, uh, not, a, not a good thing for him. Career and, killer. And it was a killer. It really was. Tony, musically, what is his lasting impact? Um, you know, had that, had that not happened to him, I'm not saying he would have been in the same breath with an Elvis Presley, but certainly he could have been in the same breath with a Johnny Cash. Uh, and he Cash stood while he Arbison. played the piano and sang. He had a unique delivery. When he was well on the Steve Allen show, he was absolutely electric. No one had ever seen a guy get on top of a piano and play it backwards. <laughs> I mean, the guy was unbelievable. He was super electric. A whole lot of shit going on was just a I, huge hit. I, uh, I was not familiar with him until uh, I saw the movie Walk the Line. Yeah. And uh, I, I I believe the uh, portrayal of him was very accurate in that mm -hmm. movie. He's yes, in the right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, he's, you know, outside his personal business, he was uh, electric, and he was a huge part of what rock and roll is all about these days. All right, pay attention to Tony right, Curry Radio Network. Go online. You can download the app as well, Android and iPhone app. Uh, so make sure you do that. Again, it's the Tony Curry Radio Network app. And uh, thanks to Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, Tony Curry. I'm Jay Barker. Thanks for listening in. Thanks to all of our guys. They're at Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station. Thanks to Josh Smith as well, our producer overall of all things. And I uh, hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you on this, this bye weekend and get ready for Alabama LSU coming up on Monday. Have a great weekend. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often